This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. I am being true, and as you can see, another round of 84 Reasons is among us, but this time, man, we done did track, football, baseball, I want to say uh, gymnastics, but now it's time to go to the hard court, <clears throat> we've already had some of the guys on here, yeah, so it, it ain't about y'all, and today, mm-hmm. we're sitting down with the offensive rebounding guru, if you don't know, Miss Nina Ricard, what's going on, Nina? What's up, Ben? Uh, not much chilling. Just got back in from weights, uh, resting for a little bit. Had to hop on with you before practice. So. Yeah, I, listen, I, listen. I already, I already kind of ran to Coach Kelly Ray. It, it was by default, but I'm, we gonna, we gonna get to her in a little bit. But before I even get into the season, man, you're from Queens. I lived in the Northeast. I know how serious y'all take being from where you. For those you don't know, when it comes to them boroughs in New York. You gonna ask them, hey man, you gonna ask them who they are, and they either they gonna tell you they from where they from, or you gonna ask them, I'm from Queens. What is it about Queens? I mean, uh, you know, I know you ain't from the Bronx, you ain't from Manhattan. Let's <laughs> talk about what what be going on in Queens. In Queens, it's a whole lot of I would say hustlers, go getters. A lot of people that's about you know their business. Uh, they do what they need to do to make it to the next day. That's what I was uh, born and raised around. So. Just being able to go, you know, strive and get what you want to get done. That's what that's what's in Queens. <laughs> now, I remember when you decided to, uh, to to commit to Florida. I saw you on the court. I heard that, you know, you skipping practice because I want to be out there on the court with the guys like missing practice. Talk about open court like like basketball in New York is different. I ain't taking nothing away from, you know, the Tri-City. I know you got Connecticut. I know you got Jersey. Right. But what is it about being out, out there with them open? When you talk about open runs, it's not what you see LeBron and them doing in these well air conditioned indoor gyms. It's hey, who got next? Mm-hmm. How much did that help you develop your game? I think it helped me a lot. Just being able to compete against guys. You know, they look, they overlook you like, oh, who got next? And I'll be like, me. You know, it started off like, uh, like you'll play after, you'll play later, later. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make y'all respect me. I'm going to own the court. I'm going to make y'all respect me, and I'm not going to get off until somebody can show me that they better than me. So it just started off like that, playing with my cousins, uh, all boys. So, you know, they, they were hard on me at first, and I liked it because it kind of got me better for, you know, when I wanted to go to a different park in a different area. So I would say it definitely helped me develop uh, my game. You know, I used to skip practice, like you said, in middle school. and I didn't like organized basketball. I just wanted to hoop and play against whoever I wanted to play against in that time. So at first, you know, I wasn't with the whole going to practice, doing drills type of thing. I was, you know, trying to get my respect on the court outside. So you talk about you talk about respecting on the court. Listen, Christ the King, for those of you who don't know, prestigious high school, I mean what? Tina Charles, Sue Bird, Lamar Odom. Mm-hmm. Talk about having that type of pressure of saying, look, I want to be the next great that came from this school, because obviously you got some big names that came before you. What's crazy is I had no idea what I was getting myself into going to high school. I mean, my AAU coach um, that I played for, he was the the JV coach at Christ the King. So he helped me get into that school. And I played JV my first year. 
you know, it was a light breeze. But then I was looking at varsity. I was like, I'm going to have to play with them next year. They had a whole starting five division one roster. And I was like, damn, okay, this is what I, this is what I got to go up against. So um, as I was playing on JV, I used to practice with varsity and I used to get cooked. I'm not going to lie. Like they, they were really good, but it was just a commitment made. And um, like my coach asked me, like, what legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to just be somebody that was mediocre role player that was able to make it to the school and really not do anything? Or do you want to take your game to the next level and make people remember you? So I locked in on that and I got where I got and I'm here now. So. That is Nina Ricard. For those of you who don't know how to say her last name, it ain't Richards. She ain't even got, they're in a CH. That's a CK. For those of you who don't know, represent the great city of Queens, Christ the King High School prestigious that she just mentioned. But now, playing SEC basketball. I mean, that's a that's a long way. When I see New Yorkers or, you know, Northeasterners come from that far, it's usually, it's usually football because they, they say, you know, that's some of the best football played. But you said no. I'm coming to play an SEC basketball. How much did going to Christ the King, being able to say, hey, I can take the beatings of wanting to play on this varsity team, doing them open runs. How did that prepare you for SEC basketball? I would just say my drive and my work ethic, I think that's what separated me. Um, I trusted the process. You know, I wasn't the top prospect coming out of New York City in high school. I wasn't, you know, the big name. I didn't have the biggest offers, but uh, I worked, I worked my way up I, after my sophomore year, I just locked in and I was committed to it. And I just let my work pay off. You know, I didn't really, I didn't think I was going to make it this far because remember I was skipping practice. I wasn't really into the whole commitment thing, but I just seen how far the game could take me. And I got that offer from Florida. I came to visit, fell in love with the facility, the coaches, the team here, and I'm here now <laughs> ever since. So what 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 was that switch for you though? I mean, as you mentioned, like, look, I love basketball. I didn't love the organized part. Like, I I want to play. What what you talk about? How far the game can take you? At what point did you realize? Well, listen, either I'm gonna get with this organized thing, or I'm gonna be doing open runs for the rest of my life. At what point did you say, okay, I can get with this organized thing? Especially when the hardest thing for any player is my skill set actually works well in this in this organized basketball. It just because a lot of times uh, a player will say, I just don't want to get away from who I am. Like, I play a certain way, and then you get coaches and say, no, 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 I can take what you do and put it in here. You just got to learn my system and do what you do within these systems. I would say definitely, uh, Christ King, I would say they prepared me because we traveled a lot. Uh, it was my first time, you know, traveling, like, outside of the state of New York with the team, because before I played AAU, I was in high school. I started playing AAU, like, right after my, I would say, sophomore year of high school. So um, just traveling and seeing, like, dang, there's a lot of girls that could do what I do. So how am I going to separate myself, you know, to be up here and to get these coaches' attention? What am I going to do to help me get exposure and notice and get a Division One scholarship? So I think that was the point where I was like, I got to get in the gym. Like, I'm seeing a girl do the same thing I do. She just played for a different team in a different state. I'm like, I got to do something, bring some type of consistency where a coach is going to know what exactly they can get from me every single game. So that's why I worked on rebounding as a small guard. That's why I worked on my pull-up and all of that stuff there. So I think, you know, just being able, like you said, to adjust to the coaching style and still do what you do is a big part of it. And I, I think I locked into that once I seen, like, everybody can do the same thing. It's just how they do it and how long they can do it for you are listening to Nina regards on 84 reasons, not my reasons, her reasons, telling you why 
going from one going from one uh, coaching staff to another coaching staff. But you mentioned that you said that's why I'm. You see the offense offensive rebounds are probably the the hardest thing to do in basketball. Like rebounding is one thing, but to put myself in a position to say, hey, I that's another extra possession without us having to you know get on you know run to the other end of the floor. But you play a sport the way you you out there with them giants. You out there with, with women six four, six five, six six six. How so? What's you know you out there with abnormally tall women that that have skill sets. Yet you're not just rebounding. You're leading the team in offensive rebounds. Talk about that being your niche. Saying, look, man, I can who I can shoot. I can score. Obviously, I can shoot free throws. I, I'm a guard, so I'm I'm gonna be helping my teammates get involved, but to know, hey, man, I might be the smallest one on the court, yeah, but watch them stats at the end of the game. Look at them offensive rebounds. When did you realize, hey, man, I could be probably make one of the biggest impacts on the court by making that a part of my game? <laughs> I think it honestly started from this one experience I had playing at uh, up, uptown in New York, Dykeman Park, uh, street ball. We were in the championship, and my coach looked at me and said, get this rebound like I whatever if you having a bad game your shot is off I need you to get this rebound right here and we're gonna win the game so I think from that moment there like I wanted the rebound I got it like we played against we were playing against like six three six four girls as well but I think it was just like the click in my head where like if I want something I can get it so then I noticed like coming to the SEC you know there's a lot of tall big like big girls like you mentioned a, a lot <laughs> and you know, a thing like they don't really expect a guard to really get in there and get in the mix. They really leave it up to their post players, you know, the forwards, the taller people. So I was just like, OK, they know I'm going to score. They know I'm going to play defense. They're not going to expect me to rebound. So that's my advantage right there. So uh, after a while, I mean, I don't think anybody really picked up that I was catching all of these boards until it really like got out there that I was leading. But, yeah, I mean, I just... I'm going to go after what I want. And until I'm stopped, I mean, I'm still going to keep going to try to get the rebound. If I don't get it, my team is going to get it. But I'm going to occupy my person that's trying to get the rebound, and I'm going to go get that thing. So, You know, how infectious is that for, for post players, right? Do we expect the tallest, biggest girls on the court to be getting the rebound, passing it to you to get back on the court? You know, what does that say to them saying, listen, what I, what I lack in height, because I can't do nothing about that. I make up in my ability because, listen, yeah, you got to jump higher, but Rebounding is an art to be able to say, no, man, it's like the bounce of the ball or because you say I'm looking at obviously people say, man, follow your shot, follow your shot. I get that part. But you saying, look, man, every time I'm doing it, I'm bringing out. Listen, I'm bringing whatever I weigh, however tall I am, hitting them trees that's boxing out. And I'm saying, dude, so talk about that part. Telling these post players, hey, man, how many times do you tell them y'all better be lucky? I'm not six four. I'm telling y'all if I was six four, six five. Because mm -hmm. the thing about the game of basketball is everybody got a niche. Everybody. All 10 players out there. Yours is saying, look, I'm a guard. But I'm a different type of guard. Though. What do you mean? Look at the stat that nobody gets. The reason why you don't look at offensive rebounds is because it's the hardest stat to get. It is the hardest one. And at the end of the year, I'm seeing 40-something rebounds. You know what I'm saying? So I'm making 50-something offensive rebounds. I'm like, plus you play D. At what point do the, do the, do the, uh, do the post players be saying, I'm getting sick of Nina, man? Cause I can't even I can't even get offensive rebounds. I'm looking up. She just you know talk about that. Uh, talk about having a part of your game that not just is incredible, but is appreciated by everybody on the floor. I mean, I think I definitely helped my team out for sure. 
I mean, it's sometimes we run into each other. I know it's a few games where uh, I watch film and I'll see me and Faith will be going for the rebound at the same time. She'll be like, I got it. I'm like, sorry, I was already in the air. It's kind of it's kind of hard for me to stop jumping in the air. And we do it in practice a lot. Like we're both like, I'm on a timing thing. So if I see the ball coming, I know exactly when to jump. But for them, it's easier because they just got to go and reach, you know, because they're yeah. taller. But I do catch myself sometimes bumping heads with them about uh, getting rebounds and stuff like that. But I think they appreciate it. You know, it's as long as we get the rebound, they're fine. You know, we just the end goal for all of us is to get the win. So we don't really get into it like that. But there is instances where I'll jump up and Faith hands will be on the ball, but I'll just snatch it because I'm already higher than her in the air. But, you know, I think I think they appreciate that I can go in there and get some rebounds because it's hard. You know, it's a lot of footwork, strength and all of that. Nobody's really expecting a guard to be as explosive to get up there and jump and get the rebound. So I think it's a good it's a good attribute to the team and they appreciate it. So. Coach Kelly Ray Stevens. I'm sorry, Kelly. I'm sorry. Ke- Kelly Ray Finley. She going she gonna to go crazy. Kelly, Coach Kelly Ray Finley. It's, she played the game. Her her energy is – I remember when she was an assistant. Like, she's – like, they, they, they panned in, pan in the camera, and this lady is like, hey, over here. And then she, she becomes the head coach. Now, obviously, for people who don't know, when there's a coach – if a coach, if the head coach leaves on any staff, we all have our favorites. We all have somebody on the staff. I said, man, if we could just get Kelly Ray. I'm yeah. telling you, what is it about her that not just fits what you do, but fits what the team does? Because, man, when she became the head, everything started clicking, not just individual players. Talk about her energy, her insight, but really finding a way to have an individual relationship with every last one of y'all. I mean, that's just Kelly Ray. She's a relationship person. You know, um, a lot of coaches, they just treat it like a job. They don't really show that they, you know, care about your well-being and and how you are off the court. But one thing about Kelly, she knows you're human. She's not just a coach as well. She's a human being. She knows we're not just players. We're humans. So she does take her time to sit there and build a relationship with you to let you know that she's here for you off the court. And I think it's a trust thing. Like everybody, all, all 13 of us trust her. We trust her with our future, with uh, uh, supporting us right now, getting us to where we want to go. All we got to do is tell her, we want to go pro, she's going to help us become a pro. So uh, I just think that's how she is. Like, she's never switched it up. She's never changed since, I'm, since I've known Kelly, since she's recruited me. She's always been consistent with her personality. And and like I said, people see that, players see that, and they just trust her. So they're, they're going to trust that she's guiding us in the right direction. Um, even when she wasn't named head coach, we still treated her like she was one. Like we knew we, it was no way it wasn't going to happen. Like if it happened, I don't, if it didn't happen, I don't even know where I would be right now because it was just insane. Like we literally, we buckled down, we played for her, we played for us, but it was the way she trusted us and guided us. And, you know, she believed in us. So that's why everything happened the way it did. So I'm just glad that we're in this position now. (laughs) You mentioned coach, uh, coach, uh, coach Finley. She treats you like you're a person because and I think that's a great that's a great point. When you are a student athlete at the highest level, people forget. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. No, my name is Nina. Yeah, I play for Florida, but I'm I'm Nina all the time. People can't separate the two. Walking around campus, the 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 the, uh, the acclaim, the accessibility, right. knowing that your head coach is seeing you as a person. How much does that help you say, hey, man, I can. I can accept me even more now because sometimes we forget too. Like I get the expectations of a student athlete in division one sports is about as high as it can get. But to know that your head coach saying, look, I've been in your position. I just didn't have, there was no, well, was no YouTube, 
was no Instagram, was no Twitter, was no. So the same things you guys benefit from can also be crazy when you talk about fan interaction or or uh, strangers interacting with you. How much better does that make you as a person knowing my coach won't, she's going to coach me hard, but she's talking to me as Nina. Like every time she opens up her mouth, she's talking to Nina who got a jersey on. How much better does that make you or help you as an individual? Because people talk about, you know, student development mm-hmm. in college. Well, if it's not coming from if it's not coming from the head coach, you can put somebody on the staff. I get that part. But the head coach said, you know, they said it all. They set the example. How much does Coach Finn help not just you, but your teammates know? Look, the same way I see you, you better demand that from people. Because if you don't, they're going to see you as, oh, when she just played for Florida. No, 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 no. Florida benefits from Nina. I'm going to I'm going to pull all I can out of Nina, but I'm going to make sure Nina knows you are Nina Ricards no matter what. You just can have you you just happen to be able to be a, a big time hooper. Yeah, uh, I definitely think everybody on my team, every single one of us is grateful for the way Kelly coaches us. Um you know, it just relieves that pressure and that stress of when you first get to college, you're just trying to find, you know, your identity. You forget that you still have a life. Like you forget that you have to have self-care and take care of yourself off the court. Because when you first get here, like I'll say for myself, when I first got here, it was just straight basketball. I was trying to learn the system. I was trying to get the reps in. I was trying to figure everything out. And good good thing I had the help. And I had Kelly there to remind me, like, take a deep breath. You're human. Like, you're living your life, but you're also playing a sport. Like, have fun with it. So I think just having her there, you know, to talk, like, talk, have these conversations with us, do team activities to remind ourselves, like, we're still – human beings that that live regular not regular lives because we are student athletes but we still have a life outside of sports so just being able to implement that into the game is just so much more fun for us that's why we enjoy it so much and that's why we made so much progress because a lot of players they just get stuck in basketball basketball it's a basketball world like eat sleep breathe basketball but you need to have that you need to have that balance and you know take a day to take care of yourself or spend time with your teammates it's not just all about the performance, how well you perform on the court. So, I've seen some of y'all practice. I know, I know the, the 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 film team. They got to show y'all. Y'all practice is crazy. It, it it seems like it's ten courts on one court. Cause I'm like, okay, that's one court. It seems like something's going on in this uh, realm. Something's going on this side. You got you got you got Kelly can get right up on you. Hey, Nina, 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 I need you. I need I need more energy. How you practice in high school? Listen, and you went to a prestigious high school. You was on the AAU circuit, and for those who don't know, that's about as crazy as basketball get on the AAU circuit. Then there is college basketball practice. Mm-hmm. How is it that it seemed like all 13 of y'all, ain't but 10 people on the court, at least it seemed like it's 30 of y'all, how do y'all navigate practice? Because it seems like it's like once they blow that whistle, y'all do not stop moving until she blows at the end. How how much better of a player are you getting every single practice knowing, hey, man, if we don't bring the energy, to match, we got to match Coach Finn's energy before we do anything. Mm-hmm. But then she's giving you that individual and, and, and Coach Finn love defense. As you know, you like the offensive rebound. So she said, hey, Nina, come on. I need you looking like how, – how is practice and how, how competitive does practice get uh, for you guys? It, it gets really competitive. I mean, we didn't start going at each other fully yet, but it gets really competitive. And I think we lead with our energy. We we feed off of each other. That's one thing that really helps us, like, get through a game, get through practice. If one person is not having that day or one person is down, we literally just pick each other up. Like, I can come in and say, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm down today. Like, I'm going to need y'all to pick me up. Everybody, yeah, come on, Nina, let's go, let's go. 
and it just spreads throughout. It's like a domino effect. Once once one of us have that or once Kelly has that, it just spreads throughout the whole team. And we just move on the hop. We got mental transitions. We practice that. You know, we go from one thing to another like this. And we're all on the same page. So I think it just helps that we're surrounded by people that all want the same goal and we feed off each other. And that's how we got so much better as a team. What, what do these words mean to you? State Federation Championship. I mean, I got me one. It's memorable right there. It's memorable right there. I mean, it was it was an experience. You know, I, that, I mean, middle school wasn't really nothing. I didn't really think it was possible for me to be on the big stage at that level in high school. I didn't know it was that serious. You know, like, I didn't know how far it could go. So when I got there, it was... I was like, dang, I really did it. I actually cried. <laughs> I actually cried. That was the moment I actually cried. It was just like, dang, all that work, all them games, like, we made it. Most people, they go through their life, they have to, it, it takes them a little while to figure out what their why is. Like, why do I play basketball? Why am I here? Most people wear numbers just because that's the number they give it to them. When you put that one five on, what does Coach Claire mean to you? Uh, and obviously, how has she continued to just impact you even, even to this current day? Yeah, Coach Claire, she she's literally my why. Like she is the the person that actually helped me switch my mental, you know, gear into having that killer mentality, that killer mode every day. Like I was only gonna beat myself. Like it's me versus me. I go as far as as far as I take myself. So, you know, I had a conversation with her one practice and we were doing this drill and she was just like, You could be really, really good. Like, you just got to want it. Like, I don't think you know how good you can be. And I was just like, all right, it's coming It's coming from a, a lady, a woman that played basketball. She was in this position before. Like, she was here before. She did it all. So this is before me and her really got close. And she said that to me. And ever since then, we just, like, every day when she, when she made it to practices, when she didn't, like, I just, I was like, all right, I'm wearing her number. Like, I have something to prove. Like, I owe it, like, I owe it to her. I'm going to do it for me, and I'm going to do it for her, too. So it just... I wear this chain every day before, I mean, before practice, I take it off, obviously, but right after it's going right back on. You never see me without it. So it's, it's a lot more than basketball to me. It's just that whole relationship development, that trust that she had in me. It means a lot. This is 84 readers, 84 reasons. You're listening to the great Nina regards, Nina regards is making sure you know that she do it all on the court, but Nina, you know, I'm a lot older than you. I am not going to tell my age, but I am older. I am a lot older than you. I played with a guy named Steve McNair. Steve McNair was the best football player I've ever played with. But he does something before every game that you do. He had to take a nap mm. before he can go out there and play. Now, when I used to hear this, I would be like, you know, I get to the stadium, I'm like, what Mad Cat? Oh, man, uh, he got to take a nap. Now, when I first hear this, I'm like, like, like what you mean take a nap? Like, he got to take a nap. And I used to be like, and, and people look at me like, listen, bro, I ain't here to explain it to you. He's in a dark room with a blanket and a pillow taking a nap. Then I hear about Nina Regards. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going through the thing. You know, I do my research. I'm like, okay, so that's a real thing. Talk about these naps, Nina. Like, do you have to have them? Like, do, is it a, a must-have? Do coach, did coach Finn, coach Finn become the head coach? Do you tell her, listen, just like when you was an assistant, I'm going to need my blanket. I'm going to need my nap. Leave me alone. And then you can get the best out of me. Yeah, it's already it's already expected. I go, I come to the gym. I'm smiling. You got a nap in today? Yep, you already know. Before the game, right after shoot around, 
got a little time to eat, nap time. <laughs> I don't even go back home to rest. I sleep right at the O-Dome, right before the game, get a little nap in. I have enough time to get ready, get wake myself up. But, yeah, uh, I would say it started in AAU. It, you know how, like, there's a lot of times in between the games. Yeah, a lot of times. Sometimes I would try to – I would. I had to figure it out first. I had to figure out the pattern because it was certain games where I was just like, eh. I spent too much time, like, after a game, like, playing around, going out places with my teammates or doing something. Then it was that last, that live period right before my uh, last year was over, and I was just like, yeah, I'm asleep. I'm asleep. I'm going to get a nap in. Those last few games, killing. I was like, that's what it is. I need a nap in between. So that's when it started, and ever since I got to college, I've been napping ever since. Not not a long nap though because not a long. Yeah, I'm about to say what, 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 how much time are we talking? Thirty minutes, twenty minutes, forty five minutes? I would say thirty, sometimes twenty minutes. It depends on how much time because I do need time to like wake myself up, get stretched, get loose before we even start a real warm up. I do like my pregame on my own before we actually do pregame as a team. So yeah, twenty to thirty minute naps depending on how much time we got in between. But a nap is a nap. Sometimes you stretch a little ten, fifteen minute nap. <laughs> She is Nina regard. She is telling y'all, look, man, I got everybody got our routine. My routine is give me 10, 15 minutes. I don't want to talk. I'm finna, <laughs> I'm finna just, this is my woo side. I'm finna go on here. I'm finna just get my wits about me. But then, not to belabor the point, you are an offensive. No, no, let me say this. You are an offensive specialist. You can you, listen. I, you got that, you got that elbow three jumper. Like you just hold that thing up, like. When you are listen, when you when you are shorter player, when y'all shoot, y'all jump a little higher. Like you don't have to jump this high, but listen, I'm gonna hold that thing, I'm gonna freeze frame that thing, but then you know for offensive rebounding. It is no coincidence that your favorite player is Steph. And when I said, because everybody got a favorite player, right? Only thing, listen, only one thing I got a problem with was Steph, and that's the shoes. Steph, come on now. Like, I know you and Nike didn't really get together. I love you, but I'm not I'm not wearing the underarms. Love you, Steph. Not wearing the under. But Obviously, you have a plethora of reasons why you like Steph. I mean, the greatest shooter we ever seen. But the greatest thing Steph does, his impact. He is the most likable superstar you've ever met. Like, he is, I am the glue to this squad, but people want to play with me. Do you take that from his game as well? Because obviously, he can shoot the rock. Listen, anything, man, anything, a step past half court is really his range. And he the reason why guys shooting 36-footers now. Like, he started that trend. But how long how long have you been liking Steph? Was it was it soon he came into the league? How long have you been watching this game? I would say like a year and a half after he came into the league. Uh I just noticed that he was impactful. Like I could tell, like, you don't really have to score all like all the points. Like that's not my thing. Like because I don't like Steph because he scores so many threes. I just see I watched and studied like how he moves, like how he's with his teammates and stuff like that. It's it's honestly not even the basketball part. I like Watch his Instagram, how he like posts and stuff like that. And um, I just like that he's a leader. You know, um, even when the game is not going his way, he's still like cheering his teammates on. He's still finding a way to be effective, even when he has an off night. And I just like how he's composed. Like I don't know how to explain. A lot of people think I like Steph because he's a shooter. I don't really. Th- I don't model my game after Steph. I just like him as a person. And and then it's a plus that he can shoot like that. Like that's entertaining. But I do. <laughs> I do like, you know, his impact on the team. I like how, you know, even if he's having an off game, he's still there for his team type of thing. So that was Nina Ricards.
the all everything superstar point guard for them for the lady gators Nina, I appreciate you coming through, taking the time today on 84 Reasons. I am being true. No games, no gimmicks, just reasons. Not my reasons, Nina's reasons. Nina, appreciate you taking the time. I love you.